Hi friends, this is Jason, and before we get started with this episode of On Grace, I wanted to thank you for giving us the opportunity to do this for 40 episodes. This is our 40th episode of On Grace, and we are incredibly grateful for the opportunity to share this with you. Thanks so much. Hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hello, friends, and however you're listening to this episode of On Grace, the three of us are really glad you're here. I'm Jason Brown, hanging out with the Andy and Barney. <laughs> Finally. Oh, great. Right. Finally. I did it for y'all. I did that for y'all. Finally. Yeah. Come up with, uh, yes. One I understood. Yeah, I get this one. Shoot. I'll be Barney. I don't care. You can be Andy. Okay. Well, you play the guitar. I don't, so That's true. maybe. Yeah. Barney yeah. plays the guitar? No, no, no. Andy, oh, Andy does. does. Andy so, does. Yeah. 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 You, can you handle Barney? I, I got a pocket. <laughs> you got a bullet in it? One so, bullet, One right? bullet, right. I do know that about... And uh, he had to keep it in his pocket. He, he couldn't, couldn't put, put it in the gun. gun. Right. Did he yeah. ever Did he ever use it, like on the show? Did he ever yeah, use oh, it? Yeah, oh, yeah, he shot his foot off time and time again. <laughs> He's yeah. fumbling it out of his pocket and sticking it in his gun. Yeah. Yep. That's it. The only episode that I think I've ever watched Andy Griffith's show from beginning to end was about a... Well, ironically enough... Was about a woman who was running for yeah, yeah, like yeah. the city. Council oh, really? Or something. Yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> she was a drugstore girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, and of course they were all like, "Oh, woman can't." Right, right. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of her name. I can see her face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. true. And she won, was, didn't she? Yes, she did. He was. Uh, Andy turned and and supported, supported her. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Ellie something? There, one of those of his women friends was Ellie. Yeah. Yeah. Helen Crump was the school teacher. Yeah, maybe. that's right. That was the long-running right. romance. I think yeah. Ellie was the pharmacist. Ellie, yeah. Yeah. But that but what, did she ever, like, did they continue that through? Or no, she never heard no, of it? I don't remember she, anything. They put, uh, she just phased off the show. Yeah. Then they brought Helen Crump in. There was, uh, yeah, there wasn't much happening in Mayberry for the city council to <laughs> to legislate. <laughs> Otis and Ernest here. Right, yeah. <laughs> so. All right, so that's Wayne over there. Yeah, I'm Wayne. Slash Barney. Right. I'm Wendell slash Andy. Uh, we're, uh, today we're going to explore just a little bit about what it a life looks like that is a life that pushes against grace. And there are a lot of people who feel who struggle with accepting that God could be gracious toward them that they could be forgiven but that's really not what we're talking about there are other people who well I'm not going to put a label on them I had one in my mind I'm not going to use it but they they religiously ooh I got close to it um, they religiously theoretically and theologically push back against the concept of grace um, the only way to them to reform a person is with some teeth. You've got to have laws, uh, and you've got to be able to enforce those laws. And, of course, there has to be an end punishment if you disregard those laws, which would be the fires of hell. And uh, maybe just talk about that some today, about what... Um, and this... Man, it, I don't mean for this to sound morbid, but... So a life lived with that conviction and holding on to that bone like a dog. No, I'm not going to budge. What does that look like toward the end when you're laying in your deathbed and you're 
thinking back on your life, what does your face look like? What's going through your mind? Um, what are the people around you thinking and feeling? Maybe we don't want to concentrate on that part, but I, no. I don't think you can ignore that part. But. Yeah, I think yeah, it has to be an accumulation of um, fear. I think that that you are going to get what you earned. Um, and I think that you know part of the attraction of that kind of life is is the idea that you can control things. Uh, that if I do the right if I do the right things things will turn out the way I want them to. And if things don't turn out the way I want, if if there's some kind of disaster or bad con- uh, circumstances, I can fix that by doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the attraction to that, uh, is that sense of control and that that uh, we don't have to live with that fear of life not being manageable, that there are rules for everything. And I think for some people that feels secure um, but ultimately, you know, life never works that way. You can't control it and, and you can't fix it. Uh, and so you just left this same, this, you know, without grace, you're left with this desperate, relentless, per, trying to figure out what's the right thing to do so that things will turn out right. Yeah. And then when you turn that toward other people and, and don't offer grace to them, then you're very judgmental, I would guess. Yeah, but it still puts you in control. Yeah. You're controlling their fate. Right. Your standard you have in your mind yeah. is what controls their fate. Yeah. So it almost is like this feeling of control on steroids. It's, wow, right. I can do this to anybody. Yeah. Right. And and probably play that play that off saying, well, I'm not in control, but the standard I have is in control. There's something in control here that, that I can manipulate by observing the rules, I can make it work the way I want it to work. Well, and to play the devil, devil's advocate, um, God wrote the rules, so yeah. they're not even right. my rules. Right. God wrote the rules, and so I'm helping them, him enforce them. Yeah. And if if we all kept the rules, the world would be a better place. Yeah, there's a lot of that in, in church and in uh, religion, this yeah. idea that there's a standard, and if we if we obey, God will bless us. Yeah. Well, yeah. And well, not only that, but if we obey, then everybody will get along and be happy. And yeah, because we all interpret the rules the same way. Oh, oh, right, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That 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 tends to be a bone of contention. <laughs> what the rules actually say and don't say. <laughs> Did we find a crack in that concept? <laughs> yeah, approach. All right. What are you thinking, JV? Uh, I'm just thinking about grace and its relationship to control, and if the <laughs> two are. Um, ever go together or or if they're in opposition always or and i don't hmm. i don't know yeah that's a good question well um grace boy that's a cool one i think grace has a certain amount of once it gets a hold of a person it has a certain amount of control but not a predictable control and 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 not a it doesn't go by the manual, that's for sure. Is it, is it accurate to say it's not an imposed control? Right. Like I'm not imposing control on you. Right. But I might I might have a level of control for myself because I love you. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. That feels kind of in the weeds. 
Yeah, well, kinda. yeah, but it's but. not like you have control. <laughs> not you have control of your of yourself on how you treat me. But it's it's like um, you're infected by this thing called grace, and you you feel opposed to some of my thoughts or actions. But you can't help yourself. You like me. You love me. And it's like, how does this work? But it. I think that. I I think that grace doesn't dissolve disagreements and different viewpoints. I think it just it defies them. You know. Yeah, I think there is something uh, to what you're saying about grace and control. Whether they can operate together. I think when I offer grace to someone, I that's a gift that they can do with as they please. Right. It's not. I think we can do it in a way that we try to manipulate people. I'm being nice to you. I'm offering you grace, my presence, and the investment of my life. Uh, but as soon as you don't respond in the way I want you to, I'm going to withdraw that. Uh, but I think r- real grace is that investment and that presence that has a freedom to it with no no strings attached right, kind of thing. Right, right, right. And so, right. so there's not that sen- that you can't use grace to control people, I think. Is that— do you think it's true? No. Yeah. I, yeah. I think if you're trying to use grace to control somebody, by definition, it's not grace. Right. No. Yeah. No, not at all. Right. But there would even be people who say, "Well, I'm gracious. I'm I'm very gracious, but I still think we have to have the rules." Yeah. To you know to get to heaven, that's what they would yeah. say. You have to keep the rules to get to heaven. And and uh, so it's always grace, but yeah, you also. Yeah, or you know, it's it's. Or if it's just grace, people won't obey. They won't, you know, they'll do whatever they want to do. It'll be chaos. Yeah, anarchy. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that. That's where I lived for a long, long time. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought you, you, yeah, I'm, I'm good with grace, but you got to have some teeth. Yeah. Because people don't listen to anything but. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think we always hedge our bets because we do not believe that the kingdom will come through love and grace and compassion. We always say there has to be a little bit of fear, a little bit of uh, legalism yeah. put in there. Yeah. Uh, because that's the way the world operates. The world operates through fear and force, and and we don't dare believe that the kingdom of God is different. Yeah. I had somebody say to me sometime back, you know, if there is no hell, what's the point? You know, it's, it literally yeah. was, what, why would I want to be a Christian, a believer, if there wasn't a hell? Uh, you know, I'd be up there <laughs> doing whatever yeah. I wanted to. And right. Like, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it, it, it when when you walk away from grace and you hedge your bets toward the rules, it literally is hell avoidance and I want to acquire heaven. It's It's not like, Heaven is a place where I'll spend right. eternity with God and fellowship with other yeah. loving people. It's like, no, it's the prize I get. or Yeah, it's the prize I get for keeping the rules. Yeah, right. And not that great of a prize. It's just better than hell. Right. Kind of thing. Right. I don't know that it's possible to live outside of grace, but how is it possible to live against grace and not know it? Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, I personally feel like you're talking about a huge chunk of the church. Um, and what we do on Sunday night here called Pathway, it's the Healing of Human Hurts Ministry. It's it, There's one nail that we hit every night, or bell we ring, whatever you want to call it. 
and that is this thing of unconditional grace that God gives us. God loves you. doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter what you're doing right now. God adores you, and that love is non-negotiable. And we, we ring that bell over and over. And when people start to get it, it they many of them have been in church for years, and they said, we never knew this. And you want to say, really? You never knew this. And, and yet it's brand new to them, which indicates what you're saying is it, it, misinformation. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question. I think there, it is a, a, uh, an idea, a concept that's foreign to life outside of, uh, of Jesus. Yeah. That, and in the, even in the church, we can, we can, unless we are radically devoted to this, to this centrality of who Jesus is and what he's done as this act of grace of God's love for us, uh, then that's where we live. That, I think that's our, that's all we experience for the most part is you get what you earn. You know, consequent actions have consequences, cause and effect. Uh, and that's, that's kind of how we try to manage our lives, I guess, outside of grace. Well, all, all, of, all of life, in a sense, is seen through a legalistic eye, through a judicial eye. Yeah, or a scientific eye. Where there is, for every action, there's an opposite and equal reaction. For everything we do, there are consequences. There are natural laws that take in, that go into effect. Uh, And we apply that, I think, through relationships too, as if we can control relationships. That if I treat you a certain way, then you're going to respond in the way I want you to. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, we write books about parenting and about marriage, and as if if you do these things, it's going to be good. And, we know that that doesn't work. it didn't always work that way. Yeah, yeah. But but grace creates the possibility that it can work even when the rules don't. I, we talk a lot about the possibilities of grace in here, but it where it's kind of tongue in cheek because the longer you live in grace, it's no longer the possibilities; it's the probabilities of grace. And then that even here you go. Oh, there's another PJB. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> It's the possibilities of grace and the probabilities of grace, and then literally the power of grace. It's good. T- yeah. It's good. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, the longer you live in it, the more you don't. Well, this is possible. Well, it's even probable. And then it's like, oh shoot! It's this is the only power that really works. Yeah. So it just you you just lean into it more and more, and you realize grace changes lives. Rules don't. Yeah. They just don't. Right. Right. But until Not, you do it and live it, you'll, yeah, you'll you'll push against it. Right. And I think a lot of times people try it a little bit, yes. And if it doesn't work the way they wanted yes. it to work, exactly, like a rule, <laughs> then they give up on it. Right. Exactly. Oh, good yeah. point. Yeah. So it really is that, and uh, as we've talked about, that momentum, living in it enough for it to get some momentum in our lives, so that those possibilities become probabilities. Yeah. And yeah. We begin to experience that power. Yeah. It's the vine and the branches thing, you know. Jesus yeah. said, "If you if you if you stay grafted in, you'll produce fruit." And right. and we we graft in and we look and we say, "It's just a bud. It's not, you know." Yeah. I'm waiting. Well, two right. weeks later, it's still kind of a bud. It's this little. It's not fruit. Well, yeah. shoot, forget that. Yeah. Or it's like that seed that, you know, you, you put in the ground. Some of it bears twenty fold, and some of it forty, and some of a hundred. Yeah. You know, you just have to give it time 
to yeah. to bear that fruit. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being a part of this episode of On Grace. My name is Jason Brown. I've been hanging out with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter. The three of us serve together as pastors at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky.